welcome back into the Sports Lounge. As always, thank you for joining us. We have my gracious host, me, myself, and I, and of course, my lovely co-host, Austin. How are you doing tonight? What up, big baby? All right, so we got ourselves quite a little bit of a treat since we are missing one of our co-hosts. We decided we're going to just do a mock fantasy draft of just the rookies for Dynasty purposes, PPR setting. Um, so we're just going to do about the first four rounds. We're going to talk about each player intriguing, possibly you know some of the camp terms that they have going on. Um, although I did realize Austin put it as a snake. So um, there's the turn back-to-back on 10. They also have the 11th pick. But it'll still give you an idea who would go at these places. Now, Austin chose the first overall pick. I chose the third just because I wanted to see you know who would fall where. Uh, obviously, Austin... With the first overall pick, I think most people are going to just say what they would take would be Brees Hall, um, just because he's running back. He went high and he went to a great landing spot. But remember, for Dynasty, it also matters what your team needs is. If you needed right. wide receiver super bad and you have the 101, trade back to the 102, grab a receiver, but try to pick up you know future picks. So don't just be sold on one person. Yeah, I think I agree with that. And I think Brees Hall at the 101 is is an easy thing to go about. Um, now, how do you feel about his ADP of 20, roughly? Too high. too high. Too high. Like, if it was redraft, I mean, that's that's a little too high for me. Really? It's, yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I love him. I think he will be the – either him or Kenneth Walker will be the one that finishes in the top – Okay. Um, 15 top 10 but I wouldn't use that pick I'd probably secure another position now right off the bat of course you went Brace Hall uh, and yep. then I mean that's what I'm going to be taking in real life too probably uh, yep because you do have the, the 101 um, you have you have several first round picks because of me you're welcome you're welcome yeah um, so Brace Hall went number one Drake London number two so I'm not surprised there although um here i'd be sitting 103 best talents available garrett wilson Traylon burks chris olay james cook kenneth walker jameson williams um how much does kenneth walker scare you in seattle do you, do you think does that situation scare you at all oh no i'm i'm more in love with it uh because it i mean kenneth walker <sighs> he's gonna clearly that's yeah, Rashad Penny can't say healthy. What scares me a little bit right now is there's no timetable for his return. Um, so it could be a couple weeks, it could be a long time. But um at the one oh three, since you're going longevity, Rashad Penny can't stay healthy a full season, I'd definitely take Kenneth Walker. Also, yeah. this thing just yelled Speaking in my ear. Oh receivers. wow. Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, James Cook. Jameson Williams, Sky Moore, and Christian Watson. Oh, so I'm I'm a little surprised here um, when it comes to the re- wide receivers taking off. So Garrett Wilson coming after Traylon Burks. Not sure I agree with that so much. I love Garrett Wilson. I hate Ohio State, but he did great. And then immediately to Chris Olave. I'd probably take Jameson Williams, Sky Moore. Uh, both over Olave, just because he is going to be competing with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. I mean, Some, I've been falling in love with those Damon Pierce, who, from all accounts and reports from the Texans, looks like he's going to be starting running back. 
Oh yeah, all he has to do is beat out Rex Burkhead and uh, Marlon Mack. So, um, I mean, two hundred one. This is almost the territory where I have picks again. I have uh, the two hundred two and the two hundred three. So, who are you looking um, to target? Well, like, who are some players you'd be looking to target there. Uh, Damian Pierce would be one of them if he falls that far, um, you know, into the second round. I if he right. keeps getting the hype, I don't think he will. But then I definitely go with one of my dart throws that I could be a shocker. So like Rashad White, Tyler Algier, um, even Jahan Dotson. Actually, no, 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 George Pickens, uh, because Megatron or Mapletron, as they say, he's going to be gone. Right, and there you George go. Pickens. Yep, you just picked up Pickens. So this. No, I picked up Pierce. Yeah, you picked up Pierce, and then Team Two picked up Pickens right off the bat. Yep. You went two running backs. They went two wide receivers. Now, this is where I'll be in real life. So, if knowing my team, I'm decent at quarterback, wide receivers are pretty well set, running backs are pretty well. So, let me just give a quick rundown of my current team. So, yeah, I know um, in real life, there's something similar that I'd be looking to take, like Brees Hall. And then, you know, if Kenneth Walker still at the, you know, the four or five, I'd probably look up, look at, picking up Kenneth Walker and maybe even Damian Pierce at the four and five, taking three running backs in the first five picks. I wouldn't Something I, I'm, I may do just because I would like to inject some running back youth into my team. Uh, so I could understand people doing that. I could under, I could see Kenneth Walker going and Brees Hall going one and two. I don't know. That's something I want to be upset about. Oh, I, White. I, I agree. I was, I was looking at everything and out of all the people I saw, I figured I could probably get the wide receiver I want next round in the third, right. which is fine by me. Um, but Rashad White, I think, has a ton of upside, although I was really thinking him, Tyler Algier, Zamir White, if Josh Jacobs goes down, is going to be amazing. Or um, Wendell Robinson, Kenny Pickett, if you've got a 2QB league. Like, if I was cute, like, if I – you know, Watson's sitting out there 11 games. If I didn't have traded for Tua and Zach Wilson, I probably would have been like, okay, Kenny Pickett at the 203, I have to take that. Um, I don't think I'd waste the 103 on him. But um, Okay, okay, I can see that. This Pickett might be someone to take at the like the 108 if he's there. Maybe, I don't think Drake London will fall that far. But if he did, probably would definitely take Kenny Pickett. Some I also thought about doing is like Brees Hall at one and then maybe Kenneth Walker at four and ah see I don't know man because I don't think Damian Pierce would be there at pick eight for me in our league. No, I don't I don't think they will be. So here I'm gonna go ahead and take a wide receiver because I also didn't wide receiver on my team. But Janet Tolbert's there. I mean, I think he'll be there in the late second, early third for us as well. Uh, John Metchie is another one to pay attention to, but he's on the. I was going to ask, right yeah, what, with with the cancer that's going on and everything. What do you think about that? How would you feel? Well, that's just a tough situation all around because he's definitely a super talented wide receiver and he could do great things in this league. Um, boy, oh, you got eight seconds. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Jalen Tolbert. That's exactly who I wanted at the 103. That's why I didn't say his name because I was like, 
you know, our, the 303, sorry, not the 103, Jalen yeah. Tobler, if, if I stack my running backs like this, like you did, you know, I went Kenneth Walker, Rashad White, you went Brees and Pierce, I was definitely going to go Tolbert in the 303, but he fell um, to right yeah, there. I think Tolbert is, is going to be good for this league, and then just that situation with the Cowboys, I think that's just too good to pass up because that offense is going to be on paper, at least it's going to be deadly and it's going to be super good because you got Dak, Dak Prescott. And it helps that you have Amari Cooper gone too. You know? So I, I think the potential is there for, for Tolbert. He just has to capitalize now on it. Right. So now I'm torn. Um, on my team, I'd probably want to secure a wide receiver. Uh, but how often can you get a starting quarterback at the 303? Um so I'd definitely be taking Kenny Pickett here if I remembered how to draft, apparently. There we go. I mean, so, Pickett's not starting yet. He's still competing for it. He's looking really good, though. He, he is, and that's one of the things that you kind of wanted to touch on. Um, he's looked great in camp. He's looked great in the first preseason game. Sat out the second, which kind of tells me, if you're sitting out the second preseason game, like, or the third, sorry, not the second, the third, like, They've got high hopes for you. They're thinking you're going to be something. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, this is the second preseason game. That just happened the second week. That's, that's right. So question is, knowing you and your team, you could grab yourself a possible QB for the future, like someone who's looked really hot yet apparently needs more time, Malik Willis, who I've absolutely loved this year so far. I mean, in... Especially in round four, I mean, he's a, a solid dart throw. I mean, especially if you're just putting him on your, like your taxi, taxi squad and sleeper or something like that, or just want to stash that potential on your bench. Malik Willis is definitely the way to go because from the pre first preseason game to the second, I mean, he's looked a lot better. And he came out looking like he had something to prove with Mike Vrabel taking him out. Too as well. So I, I think that is the route I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Malik Willis. Get that project quarterback on my bench, you know, stash him there for a year or two. And right, see what he does. And and I mean, we're entering the fourth round, so this is where some of my dart throws come out. Where people, I'm like, I could really, possibly just hold on to this person and have them be something in the future. Uh, and that person, right, for I me, mean, that's all. At the end of the day, that's all you can really do. Exactly. So for me, that'd be Volus Jones uh, for Chicago. He's 25, so he comes out a little older as a rookie, a little more developed. But he's going to be starting on the other side of uh, Darnell Mooney pretty much right off the bat or right in the slot. So he would be someone I would take my shot on because I don't think Brian Pringle or Ecumenia St. Brown or Nikhil Harry or Dante Pettis, all people who have flamed out uh, in better situations. So I think Vilas Jones is and Taj Sharp. Uh, he's going to beat them all out. He's going to be the starter by the end of the year, right along with Darnell Mooney. Um, great height, speed combination. Someone I would just, you know, dart throw. I mean, we're talking about the 43rd person that's coming off the board right now. You're not going right. to get a guaranteed starter, but I think he has the best shot. Especially in rookie draft. Right. And then there goes the the running back that I wanted. Um, uh, that's Kansas Pio. City. Yep, Isaiah. Yeah, he, he looks solid. I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame it. I mean, but so do you, you think he's going to do something this year, or 
you think he's gonna have to wait a couple years for CEA to get out there? Oh, I I think he's gonna. I wouldn't say take the job this year. I think he's going to be uh, more involved than people realize by the end of the season. I think it's probably going to be a you know. 65 35 60 40 split uh where he's getting the 35 or the 40 end of it but coming off such a late draft capital and being such a a dart throw i mean we know andy reed loves to just play the person that he believes is the best in that spot so he's been climbing the depth chart and i think he could do it and you know at pick 44 why not? I couldn't I mean, be happy. Especially in rookie drafts, though. So, I mean. Uh-huh. All right. So, for our last round here, I think I'm going to take a dark throw on a tight end that's haven't been having an outstanding camp and oh. preseason, which is Isaiah Likely from Baltimore. Yep. And uh, probably a little bit of a reach, but I, mean, I was actually in the fifth at round, the you can't really, we can't really go wrong, I, I think. Right. Uh, funny enough, I was actually looking at tight ends right now as we speak. Um, I, I do want to point out right now, the only quarterbacks taken off the board was me in round three, Kenny Pickett, you in round four, Malik Willis, and Desmond Ritter round four as well. So I think right. the, the QB class is considered very weak. So if you want to spend one of your last draft picks of the round in a dynasty on one, I'd say hold them. Right. I mean, unless you you really need quarterback that badly, I probably wouldn't really draft one. The only one I'd draft or consider drafting is Kenny Pickett. Otherwise, I'd just be trying to trade for first rounds next year to get one of those quarterbacks. I agree. Okay, so this is where it becomes a little bit tougher, and we got to start really digging deep. Um, right, this and, and this round. is where you just kind of make a dark throw, too, as well. Yep. Um, and I'm wondering... Do I want a wide receiver up again? Uh, because I see a couple I like. But I also like Cade Otten for Tampa Bay. guess he's only got Kyle Ruloff and Cameron Brayton ahead of him. And right. now, by no means is he going to be the guy this year or maybe even next year. But, you know, learning behind those two guys as blockers may end up playing in his favor later in life or even uh, Jake Ferguson for Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. But still some wide receivers out here I could – I could snag. It's just a question of um, Kyle Phillips for Tennessee, um, mainly because they trade away AJ Brown, so they're wide receivers, and, and I mean they acquired Robert Woods, but um, so that's probably who I'm going to take my dart throw on. Okay, and I mean Tennessee, their wide receivers are Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Akeen. Um, that's Fitzpatrick. Uh, let me let me just name these next five people. Tell me if you've heard of any of them. Racy McMath, Cody Hollister, Reggie Robinson, uh, Robertson, because there's no I in there. Mason Kinsley. So yes, if I've heard of any of them. Yeah, say yes if you've heard of any of those guys. Yes. Which one? Robert Woods. No, no, no. I was talking about the five after. The Racy McMath, oh, Cody Hollister, uh, Reggie Robin. So all of those are ones that I would, like, I for a chance, why not? 23 years old, out of U, UCLA. All you got to do okay. is show out a little bit. All right, so what do you think of this five-round mock drafts? Any problems with it? 
No, it's uh, it's going pretty much close to what I thought. Um, I mean, I figured after the top two running backs came off the board in the first round, I figured it was going to be pretty much wide receiver heavy, and it was. Besides, you know, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, it was then three wide receivers, one more running back, three more wide receivers. So we had three running backs come off the board and seven wide receivers. It's very wide receiver deep, but you're going to want to try to snag one before it's too late. Otherwise, you're looking at like Wendell Robinson in the late third, which okay. you like okay. him more than I do. Wait, who? Wendell Robinson. Oh, yeah, I like him a little bit. Um, okay, so James Cook or Damian Pierce? Mm. I'm taking the high-powered offense all day, so I would go really? with James. So you're not ri- worried about Devin Singletary or Zach Moss? No, not terribly because they're going to be – um, they're going to be good running backs, but they're also going to be the first and down running backs. James Cook is his specialty is receiving, and the chance to go out there and catch passes from Josh Allen I value more than trying to run behind Houston's horrible line. Now it's close; okay. like it'd be, I don't think they'll be separated by a ton. But um, on the spot, if I had to choose between the two, I'm going with the better offense, just because Houston offense is going to be pitiful how often are they really going to be able to run the ball and not just play catch up um yeah but i mean out of the two damian pierce is the one with really no competition that's that is very true he is going to be so he's going to get the work right he's going to get the work or I, i think damian pierce is more guaranteed that work than say james cook is okay so james cook or tyler algier for Houston, or for the uh, Falcons. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's got to compete with Cordell Patterson, who's a wide receiver running back hybrid. Yeah, kind of like, um, why am I drawing a blank on San Fran's guy? Uh, Debo, Debo Samuel. Samuel. Well, the way uh, they... I'd probably still take James team. Cook. Okay, so you go, so you, you would put a Damian Pierce, James Cook, Tyler Algier? Yeah. What about now two people who went before Tyler Algier, Rashad, Rashad White, White and Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller. Interest in either one of those possibly being above Pierce? Uh, not for me, no. I mean, they both still have competition. Isaiah Spiller's not taken, taken over that spot and with the Chargers. And Rashad White's not going to be taking over plenty of this year. I mean, Rashad White's an interesting stash for the year at least because um, next year you'll probably have a better chance, but Lenny's still he's still showing up and showing out so far. He is at the moment. Um, uh, he logged five carries uh, for twenty yards, which was pretty good, um, and caught his lone target for six yards. Whereas Rashad White rushed six times for nineteen yards, caught one pass for sixteen yards. So again, Rashad White, I feel is going to be more valuable uh, just in the passing game. I don't think I mean, for Christ's sakes I've never seen um, Leonard Fournette catch so many balls I mean, he had 84 targets and 69 catches, which I guess is both second highs in his entire life. His his first one was with Jacksonville technically he had 100 targets when Jacksonville went 0-16 um, and 76 catches so, 
Now, imagine that, 76 catches, 522 yards, and no touchdown receiving touchdowns for Lenny Fournette that year. That's ouch. But I just think Rashad White's talent uh, and youth um, will show up and show out. So, I mean, they're both six foot. They're both 214-plus pounds. Um, I, I don't know. I just really like Rashad White. I have this gut feeling he's going to be good. Okay, but how long do you think it's going to take? Uh, for a 60-40 split, I say by week 11. Really? So still the back half of the season left. But I think in those first 11 weeks, he can chew into it. I think he'll be the primary receiving down, but get 40% of the carries too. But I think by next okay. year, he's just the winner. So you think he's just going to straight up take the job any year? Yeah, I think next year, because they're going to be able to cut Lenny Fournette. Tom Brady's not coming back. Let's say they win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's not coming back. Leonard Fournette's retiring. He walks right into a solid role. You're assuming he retires, but he also just signed a three-year contract. Yeah, but we've seen people, Andrew Luck, um, sign a big contract and then... Um, call it quits, yeah. Yeah, That's call true. it quits. Was that 2018? Mm-hmm. 2019, something like that. Yeah, we haven't been okay, good since. What do you, what do you expect, like, uh, Jameson Williams or Traylon Burks to do? Um, I think. You think, think James Jameson Williams? Hold on, I'm sorry to cut you off. Do you think Jameson Williams deserves all the hype he gets? I mean, he was really good in Alabama. True, but I how's mean, he going to come back from that ACL in November? That's. That's the big question. Um, so it may take until next season to see what he's really about. Right. So if I had to choose between them for this year, I'd take Traylon Burks easily. Career long, I'd probably still take Traylon Burks. Um, but I think Jamison William could be a really solid player. I mean, he Alabama played well. That ACL sucks, but we are seeing people come back from ACLs more often fast or not faster but like coming back to the field faster right. um and being able to perform 70 80 90 percent of what they were beforehand you know the very first week they're back so i'm not terribly scared like if i had a first round pick and he was sitting there you know let's say 108 109 110 and all the other good ones are gone. I mean, he was chosen number eight on this. Funny enough, I didn't even look at that. I was reading his player card. I I would take a shot on him, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't take him in like the top five. Like some people think he's going to be better than Olay Wilson or London or Burks. Like some people are thinking he's the number one. So I think he's a little overhyped when it comes to that that aspect of it. Yeah, but, I can't understand that. I mean, with Jameson Williams, I'd try to take. You know, the four wide receivers that were drafted over him instead of him at the 108 spot, for example. I'd be much more comfortable with Sky Moore or, or say, George Pickens or Jahan Dotson, Alec Pierce. Okay, what about... Over Jameson Williams. Just because I think that having that full year in an NFL offense is going to be super valuable, and he's going to be missing out on that, or at least a big chunk of it. Right. Um, I was I was actually going to bring up... Um, Jalen Tolbert for Dallas since Michael Gallup's hurt, obviously, for a little bit. And um, not to mention, well, 
it's just C.D. Lamb there. So how would you take him possibly over Wilson? Jamison Williams? I think I would. Okay. I could see myself doing that. I wouldn't Maybe. be upset about you know taking him over there. I, I'd feel pretty comfortable with that. I'd feel comfortable with his landing spot on the Cowboys. Okay. There we go. What, what about like a, a Sky Moore? Would you take him over Jameson Williams? Man. Okay, he's tied to Patrick Mahomes, so he's tied to the better, you know, quarterback right off the bat. Um, ne- uh, neither one of them has like outstanding competition. Like for Jameson Williams, we're talking about uh, DJ Shark, Amon St. Brown. Don't get me wrong, Amon St. Brown's just fine. Uh, he hasn't proven that he's like alpha number one. Um, but then right. for Sky Moore, he's got himself Juju, uh, Marquez Velez, Ganley, who they went out and they just signed both of these guys. So they spent a pretty penny. Um, although I don't believe Josh Gordon's going to be anything, but that's a different story. I'd probably go Sky Moore. You know, sitting there, I'd. I'd take Sky Moore, Jalen Tolbert. Um, Pickens is a tough one for me just because it's Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Yeah, I mean, that quarterback is up way up in the air. I, I think Kenny Pickett deserves it over, you know, a Trabubble, Mitch Trubisky kind of situation. I'd feel more comfortable with Pickett as a starter. Um but sometimes for a quarterback, too, you, you just need a fresh start, and that's exactly what Mitch Trubisky is getting. And obviously, he was never going to be a starter last year on the Bills. There's no way he's taking Josh Allen's spot. But at least being on the Steelers, he has a shot, and I, I think he has a good chance of starting starting the whole year. Okay. But I would um, not be surprised if Pickett was the starter week one. You Now, my question is, would you temper expectations? Let's say if he... Um, you know, started week one versus, um, let's say, got to sit down for the first six weeks, get adjusted to the game. So, like, he comes out against Miami, Philadelphia in a bye week. Actually, let's just go to the bye week because that's probably the most reasonable. He starts after week 10 against New Orleans, Cincinnati, Indiana, Atlanta, rather than coming right out facing Cincinnati and New England and Cleveland and then the Jets and then Buffalo and then Tampa and then Miami. We're talking about that out of those first seven games, there's one, quote, easy game, and it's the Jets. The rest of those are all tough defenses to especially play against as a rookie. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that is true. Um, but, I I mean, ah, that's so hard because I love George Pickens' play style, especially from what we've seen from him in training camp and, you know, as far as preseason goes. Right, and they're so not going to want to sign Chase, so he's going to be the starter I mean, next year for sure. I could see them re-sign, re-signing Chase Claypool. I want to be upset about it. And even if they do, I still think Pickens would have, would be a starter in that offense. Over Deontay Johnson, then? Because remember, Ooh. they got Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Um, have they re-signed Deontay Johnson? That's... I mean, there was negotiations going on about it. So who's to say that he's still on that team next year? I mean, Chase Claypool could not be in a couple years when his rookie contract is up. 
Uh, yep, they they did a two year deal uh, with Deontay okay. Johnson, uh, worth twenty seven guaranteed and thirty six overall. So uh, Deontay Johnson will be there next season for sure. Um, next two seasons, and then for I almost called him Mapletron, but I guess I mean that is his nickname. Chase. Claypool. I mean after his rookie year, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm too worried about Chase Claypool. I think Pickens can start over Claypool easy. Um, Chase Claypool, he 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 might fall down to his three spot, but starting off the gate is probably gonna be Johnson and Claypool in one two, with Pickens sliding at the three spot. But I mean, but Pickens is still someone I would, I'd probably draft in you know the mid mid second round of rookie drafts. Okay, so um, right right about where he fell. I mean, he fell early second, so, like, there's that. But, like, you'd be willing to take him uh, over Jameson Williams? You, that's a good question. Because that now we're getting into that discussion. Of, you know he's going to be the third for this year pretty much for Pickens unless there's an injury. Jameson Williams could, uh, you know, once healthy – earn his way up to number one, he could beat out Amon St. Brown. So you're talking about which one would you rather try to have on your team at the 108? Let's say that, because you have the 108, don't you? Right. I mean, Amon St. Brown has till probably at least November to prove that he's still the the solidified number one. And I don't think Jameson Williams can really change that in, you know, three, four months. Unless he really, really, really proves himself, but ah, uh, I'd probably, I'd probably go. I think I'd go Pickens still, at that point. Pickens, okay. I think I would. I, I love his talent. I love. Don't necessarily love the landing spot, but I don't know that. I guess that injury scares me a little bit with him coming back in November. I 100% agree. Um, injuries is always going to be one of those tough things that when you come in here and you have an injury, um, it, it's going to hurt your stock because you're not going to be able to play with the team as fast. You're not going to be able to do what you need to do to prove you can be on the field. Like right now, a couple injuries, Isaiah Spillers week to week, um, which, again, people super hyped on him before the the combine, super loved him. Kenneth Walker, no clear timetable for his return, um, which is, you know, scary to think if you're going to use the 103 on said person. So right, but I mean, he should be ready for Week One. According let's to the reports. Hope so. Okay. Okay. So if if he's not ready Week One, do you still go Ken Walker, or do you mm. go like Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, or one of the people drafted above him? How running back desperate am I? Um, just go up based off of your team. So let's you, say you probably need wide receiver. I I would one hundred and ten percent jump let's on. Let's just Traylon say best Burks. available. Let's just say best available. Um, you take the best available at one hundred and three. Who yeah. you saying that is? Yep, whoever it would be at one hundred and three uh, would be whatever wide receiver one hundred and three. That's who I would take if. I know he's not going to be there in time. Um, but what I didn't do that I kind of wish I would have uh, in round 303, 
I've got Antonio Gibson. I should have grabbed his quote unquote replacement for the moment since there's, you know, Gibson drama. Brian Robinson. Right. But I went for Kenny Pickett. What but that would have been way smarter. So, you know, if I had gone wide receiver round one, like screw the Kenneth Walker, I'm sure Rashad White drops to me at two oh three. Can you reset this and let's redo it? Let's see how it goes this way. <laughs> Maybe. Uh I don't know. I think if Ken Walker falls to me at the four, especially in rookie drafts, I'd probably take a stab at him. I'd definitely uh, be willing to draft him and wait for him to come out. Because I don't need him to start right away. I don't need him to be flex, flexible right away. So I can afford you know, to wait two or three weeks or however long it takes him to be fully healthy and on the field. Right, exactly. And you would have just you know snagged Brees Hall so like you're double secure why not take him at the 104 5 let him sit there and then you could grab yourself another handcuff if you truly need another running back and go James Cook so you could literally go Brees Hall and then Kenneth Walker and James Cook and then at your last pick you could even grab Damian Pierce well you would if grab Damian there. Pierce over James Cook right That's so what I would take him at 5 right so, so I, I would triple stack my running backs assuming like Ken Walker doesn't get taken at two. And if that's the case, then I'd probably just go Damian Pierce at four. Well, we know who has the number two pick. It's my father. Um, we know his team needs quarterback, needs running back, needs wide receiver. So you will be sitting here looking at these two. So you're kind of lucky Kenneth Walker is hurt at the moment um, because that will push my father to go towards a Drake London, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson you know, scenario rather than, but then you've got to get past 103 too, which not so sure that's going to happen uh, based on yeah, their that's team. That's looking like that's going to be more like a Drake London, Traylon Burks, cause of, which I wouldn't be surprised. I want to be heard about. So then at four or five, I, I'm not sure who I'd be taking. Maybe Sky Moore to have that stack with Patrick Mahomes. But even then, I'd probably wait till my eighth pick in the first round to take him. Well, I'm looking at Spicy Shots team, and you know what? I would not be surprised if they go out and get a receiver because their their running backs are Swift, who they think will finish number one overall. Then they got Najee Harris and then Javante Williams. Um, So they might not be thinking, hey, let me grab Kenneth Walker. They may be trying to support Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, and Jerry Judy. They might be trying to grab Traylon Burks or Garrett Wilson, whatever my father doesn't grab. Um, so right. you could end up seriously grabbing Kenneth at 104. There's a, a high chance of it. Now I'm regretting and trading the, the four and the five. And, and that's something that I'd be seriously considering because I also really love Damian Pierce. So his path to, you know, being the, the bell cow or the three down back is a lot easier than a James Cook or even for, I mean, really Kenneth Walker for that, for that matter. But I still think Kenneth Walker is going to win out. Especially since Rashad Penny can't really stay healthy. I think Kenneth Walker is going to walk into that role. Not necessarily as quick as Jonathan Taylor did last year. Um, But I think he walks into it regardless. I'm excited to see what he can do, especially being a Michigan State fan. No bias there, I swear. Yeah, Uh, he's the only reason you guys won this year against Michigan, but that's a different story. Right, and then, you know... And then I could see, you know, someone taking 
Traylon Burks or Garrett Wilson. It really just kind of depends on your team needs. But if you don't get running back early, you know, within like the first round, there's really nothing worth taking, especially if you need wide receiver. Because the wide okay. receiver class is a lot let's, deeper. Let's say you're sitting at the 1-0, the 108, and uh-huh. it's the same way this played out. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, um, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olay, and you're and James Cook. So you're 108, and you're a running back needy team. Do you take the stab at Pierce all the way up here, or do you say, you know what, I could probably get him early second round and trade back to like the 201, 202, but acquire also the 205 and 6. So you trade the 108 for the 202. Actually, that's probably too much. So the 108 for the 202 and the 205. Would you move back four spaces, but acquire another pick three picks later and take your chance at getting Pierce? It depends on how confident I would be that I could get Pierce, you know, three or four picks later. Um, If I have no other picks... And I had the 108. I'd probably just take Damon Pierce, honestly. Because uh, there's, there's no guarantee they can get him at the 203, 204, you know, that kind of range. That's true. So Whereas you, you know if he's you there, you might as well just take him now. Right. Because who are your options after that? Rashad White, Isaiah Spiller, Tyler Azier. People who aren't guaranteed to have any know, starting work. reps. This year. Right. Whereas Damon Pierce is looking really good and is looking like. He just he's walking into that role essentially because you got Rex Burkhead and you got Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack. To with. So, my question for you, I guess, is there anyone in this draft that you would be comfortable trading all the way up for? Like someone who you're like, yeah, you know what? Let me like before you had the 101, the 104, the 105, the 108. You're welcome again. Really right. drunk, really bad decision by me. It is what it is. I got to move on. But is there, say, you only had a couple second round picks or maybe a late first, is there anyone that would be like, you know, I really want him. Let me trade up besides the 101 pick to try to grab someone? I'd probably be willing to trade up to get, like I said, a Damien Pierce, get him in the, you know, the late first round, maybe a Sky Moore. Okay, so let's say you had no picks right now, and it's playing out like this. So Skymore at 109 and Pierce at 201. Um, What would you offer to go grab the 109 and the 201 to try to grab Pierce and Skymore? If you had no picks in this draft, would you be offering future? I'd probably try to offer next round picks or um, next year's picks, maybe like a second couple seconds something like that usually can possibly sway some people maybe you know trace some players that you have on your bench or in your flex that kind of thing okay uh, someone comes up and says running back because those running backs are uh, way harder to hit on exactly so someone comes up and says give me ramon stevens and Kadarius tony you can have the one nine the two one and the two four are you taking it? Yeah. I'd probably take that. Even for your love for Ramon Stevens? Yeah, because then that gives me a little bit of flexibility. Like I can get uh, Pierce you know, at that 109 spot or something like that. Whereas Ramon Stevenson, 
yes, he's looking really good this year, and he looked really good last year, especially towards the end of the year. And it's looking like he's going to be taking some work away from Harris. He still doesn't have that, you know, that clear path that Pierce does. Okay. Someone offers you the 202 or the 203 straight up. Would you be giving up Cortland Sutton? No. No? <laughs> no. Maybe maybe it's like Drew Locke was still the quarterback, but he's got Russell Wilson thrown to him. So, I mean, it's going to be the Russell Wilson Gary Duty show. I mean, shit. The Duty Sutton show for wide receivers. They're going to be the one, two on the outside. And they got Russell Wilson thrown to him. So, well, I mean, I, I'm holding on to Sutton the whole year. I'd be holding on to Duty the whole year. I want to be trading them. Okay, I'd so probably actually wait for him to pop off. I'd wait for him to pop off, you know, have like six, seven good weeks in a row, and then maybe trade him before the bye week in fantasy. Okay, I was going to ask. So, I mean, there are times in which you just have a player and you hold them to wait to see what their true value is because you think they could either be a superstar or you think they could be a dud. Like, they have both ranges in their outcome. Um, so you'd be like, let me hold him. Because if he turns to that superstar, I'm set. Whereas if he turns out middling, I can trade him. If he turns out to be a dud, oh well. Right, but is, I mean, that, that also... So, yeah, and, and it also would depend on how deep you are at wide receiver. And if Sutton is really, you know, doing really good, that may not be someone you want to let go for the fancy playoffs. Too as well. So that is also something you have to take into consideration. Okay. Unless you can get, like, a, a good return for him then Sutton may not be worth letting go, you know, just in time for that fantasy playoffs kind of thing. Yeah, I I think we have our fantasy football trade deadline two weeks before the playoffs. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like trade them before, or is it, I know the very first year we had a week 10 cutoff and then we moved it back to like week 12. Um Right, so, and I mean, if, and if Sutton's averaging like 15 points a game, I'm not letting that go, especially for the playoffs, you know, being right around the corner two or three weeks away. I'd have to get a, a pretty big return I love to I justify letting that go. Letting right. Go. I love people who are like, oh, yeah, you know, playoffs are right around the corner, but this guy just offered me two first-round picks in the future for this guy. It's like at the end of the day, the only thing that matters how many rings you have. You could be in like the Boston Celtics. You can be in contention for five years straight while having a ton of draft picks and everything, but it doesn't matter until you win a ring. Like you need to win a ring. So right. unless you, I mean, unless you could think you could take those two first rounds and you know turn around for something better than Sutton, then I wouldn't do it. And I'm I'm mainly quoting Travis because it seems like. He ends up right in the playoffs and then trades himself and hurts himself every single year um, just before the playoffs. I mean, he still made the playoffs in the championship last year, which was exciting. I got to win uh, against him, and, 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 and I got my second title. So, like, right now what I would focus on at 202 and 203 is grabbing things that I need to win this year right now. So I'd be willing to trade the 202 and 203 to grab someone to produce this year. I wouldn't, like, my ideal wouldn't be, oh, let me grab Rashad White because I can hold on to him next year. Like, no, I'm going to have to start my rebuild next year or the year after. 
I need to win that. So why not trade those picks for next year or use those picks to trade up to get something a little bit better? That's exactly what I'm thinking about doing is I'm uh, been talking to both of people trying to package a trade, those two, and move them forward to to grab hopefully one of the, the big five receivers, um, that being London, Burks, Garrett Wilson, Olay, and Sky Moore. I'm going to drop, you know, Jamison Williams out. So for you, I would, I mean, ideally I'd have the number 101 so I could have Brees Hall. I think he'll have one of the bigger, faster impacts on the league at running right. back. Um, but I don't think I'm getting the 101 from you. Nope, especially with their draft six days away. Not happening. Oh, what? I have some horrible news. <laughs> uh. All right, let's talk about some big uh, news going on. Raiders are releasing Kenyon Drake. Kevion <laughs> Thibodeau sprained his MCL, so he's going to be out for the next three to four weeks. Ooh. And the Panthers named Baker Mayfield as a starter. I mean, did you not expect that? Did you expect them to not name him the starter? I mean, granted, no, they didn't I give up as much it. as... Okay, perfect. Because, um, like, I know they gave up more technically for Sam Darnold, but Baker's the better QB, period. No, he is. Oh. I don't think there's really any any debate about that. But with the Raiders releasing Kenny on Drake, do you think it's going to... What do you think that's going to do for uh, Zero White? Uh, move him up to the number two spot immediately, which is fantastic um, for a late dart throw because Zamir White would you be looked... more like him to draft him in like the late second, early third round, or would you still wait? Would you wait a little? Oh longer? yeah, no, I definitely he'd move up to the middle second for me because one thing happens to him, boom, bada bing, he's he's the guy. Um, like is let, let me just read Zamir White opened the preseason with 75 total yards on 14 touches um and then rushed for only 21 on 10 carries over the next exhibit which wasn't fantastic so give him the volume the 14 touches he's going to produce guess what Josh Jacobs is if you take Josh Jacobs and scale down his touches He's going to be nowhere near effective. The only reason he's effective is he grinds down a defense and then he busts a 10, 12-yard play. So, and it works. I'd, I'd be much higher. I'd probably, if, well, with them releasing Drake London, I'd probably take Zamir White over Isaiah Spiller. Really? Yeah. Even though people are... Well, Isaiah Spiller is dealing with that injury. Um, and not to mention, they still have Austin Eckler. I mean, which one's the better running back, Austin Eckler or Josh Jacobs? True. And, I mean, um, for 2023, that's when Jacobs is going to be an unrestricted free agent. So. Mm-hmm. Whereas Eckler's still on their team, still going to be there. So I'm taking right. – I-, I could see the case for Zimmer White. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be upset about that. I could – you know what? Maybe maybe I'll try to trade into the middle second. I've got the 203 just waiting for you. No, I'm good. Well, that's a horrible attitude. You know what? One on one, Zemir White. There we go. That's where if I'm you going. do that, I will throw the biggest trade package out there to get the one oh two 
to grab Brees Hall. <laughs> I will be stopping. I will be pausing the draft clock and be yelling at my father saying, I need you to trade me this pick right now. You want Zach Wilson and Tua? There you go. Jesus. All right. I think that's it for today. All righty. Well, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Go ahead, hit the like, subscribe, comment, and share button. Thank you for coming to the Sports Lounge, where you're always welcome. We'll see you next time.